This episode of the Locked On Eagles podcast is brought to you by Rock Auto. Rock Auto, amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them that Locked On sent you. You are Locked On Eagles, your daily Philadelphia Eagles podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, everybody, welcome on into another edition of the Locked On Eagles podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Gino Camilleri joining you on this Thursday edition of the show. Veterans have returned to the building and we're getting a ton of good audio from coaches, from a lot of the returning players. So this episode, I want to first start by talking about that, see what was discussed in a lot of those press conferences today. And then now that I'm back doing this solo show without Lou, I thought I would hit the second six, the second six games of this schedule, break it down and what it means for the team against those teams that they're going against that they don't see too often. They're playing a lot of AFC West teams in that stretch. So it should be a good discussion to break down that second part of the roster. But before we talk any football at all, I just have to take a quick second because about five minutes before we hopped onto this, or I hopped onto the show, I refreshed our numbers and we passed 200,000 downloads as of today, May 20th. Truly unbelievable that we got here. It took us over a month longer to hit that mark last year. Took us over 110 days longer to hit that mark two years ago. It's just incredible to see how far Lou and I have come as a a tandem. And it's not possible without anybody downloading, subscribing, liking, interacting with us on Twitter. It's the fans. I mean, without the fans... Just Lou and I talking to each other like we would do via text message or over the phone, but we're doing it for an audience and people that hopefully enjoy what we're doing and thank everybody for keep coming back time and time again. I know five shows is a lot, but it just goes your show goes to show the dedication of our fans, how much they love this show in general, how much they love the Eagles, how much they appreciate the time that we put in. And all in all, I think Locked On gives us a great platform to do this five times a week, something that you can't get at a lot of other podcast platforms. So I first wanted to start with that because I honestly started a few years ago just talking to my buddy about random nonsense when I started podcasting, and then all of a sudden I'm here. So it is a great thing to see that people actually enjoy it and that people come back time and time again. So I just wanted to give a huge thanks to everybody who, anybody who has ever downloaded any show, interacted with us. You guys know what we like to do. We like to talk birds, and we always appreciate you guys talking back to us. So thank you so much for that. But let's get to it today. We are talking about the Eagles veterans and some of the coaches that had their press conferences today. And what I have heard in the last two days between Jonathan Gannon today, you heard Fletcher Cox, Lane Johnson spoke today, Jason Kelsey spoke a few days ago, Brandon Graham, Miles Sanders. I think the message has been a lot of the same thing from a lot of those individuals, which is good because to me, it shows that the message is clear. This is a new 
Philadelphia Eagles team. It's a younger coaching staff and a coaching staff that I feel is more worthy to represent a team in the NFL simply because they're more up to what has been going on in the last few years. If you look at what Nick Sirianni has been able to do in Indianapolis, Jonathan Gannon comes here and what he said today, I thought was very impressive. And he just continued to echo on what Nick Sirianni has said, saying that these players are going to get put in a position where they do things best. And he said a bunch of different quotes that I love. He said, what can our guys do? Who are we playing and who do we have to defend? And I think broken down into that three-line structure right there is exactly how you want any coach in the NFL to coach your players. You want to figure out, one, what they can do very well. And I think you've heard that from Miles and Brandon Graham and a lot of these guys, Lane Johnson, and hearing them talk about what Nick Sirianni has already brought and the the position coaches and the defensive coordinator, offensive coordinator, and Shane Steichen. Everybody is saying that they're being held accountable. You have to be in practice and you have to be hustling. I I think uh, Jonathan Gannon said that today in his press conference, or no, Lane Johnson said it, that if you're in practice and they're recording and they're going through the tape and somebody's not hustling and they don't do it right, he's not scared to call out those veterans. And I think that's part of the game that this team has been missing. We know what a lot of these guys can do, and it's going to take the coaching staff in this new scheme to figure out how they mold into their scheme and kind of intermix everything. But now you have a bunch of young guys here with a young coaching staff. And I think the most important thing that Gannon said out of all of the points he said in his press conference today was that he loves the youth in terms of this roster, because sometimes you could be talking to veterans and they only like to be coached up one way or do this a different way. He said with the youth, you can kind of mold them to play how you want, which I think is huge because how they're talking about utilizing the strengths of players, the strengths of the guys in their building, the strengths of their coaching staff, plus the ability to coach up these young players that's a recipe for success that we haven't really seen in the past. And to me, I find that very pleasing that a young coach and all of these young coaches who have spoken one appreciate the talent they have on the roster and two aren't my way or the highway guys. They're not chip Kelly guys where it's scheme over skill. No, they know that they have to have skill to win, but at the same time, how can that skill fit into their scheme to be successful? And that's something I believe has been missing on this team for the past five years. You've kind of given the keys to a lot of different positions based on what they have done in the past, but not evolving forward. The discussion to keep going back to Nick Foles was because of what we saw, but we never discussed what we wanted to do for the future to compete in the modern NFL because it changes day after day after day. And everything I've been hearing in the last couple of days, talking about how the players like their playbook, how the players uh, like their coaching staff, how the coaching staff likes the personnel department, how the personnel department selected the players. Everything I have heard since this new staff has come in has been a breath of fresh air. It isn't slightly pointing fingers at one guy. It isn't calling out somebody in a different department. No, it's we are all held accountable. We all have to come to work, work hard, and do it in a way that we are professional. And hearing the veterans talk about how 
they kind of have to take on that role of teaching the young guys how to be professional. Like Fletcher Cox said that Brandon Graham, Lane Johnson, that's huge for this step forward in this young coaching staff, because they're learning too. I mean, it's going to be a give and take both ways. It's not going to be just somebody is the dictator on one side or the other. No, it's going to be a collaborative effort between everybody, players, personnel, coaches. And I think we've seen that between the draft. You heard Jonathan Gannon talking about his ability to scout players and how that helped in the draft discussions. We hadn't heard that in the past few years. It's like how he's doing what he wants. The coaches do what they want. The players do what they want. No, finally, it seems like everybody's on the same page. And I'm excited to see what they can do moving forward. And speaking of moving forward, we will be talking about the second six games of the Philadelphia Eagles schedule. After those first six where it is a bloodbath, it's going to be tough to get a lot of wins. I think that second six games is a huge indicator moving forward on what this team can be and can they keep up with a lot of the teams in that similar range to where they are. But before we do that, we have to bring you another message from our friends over at Rock Auto. One reason to repair and maintain your cars is to save money that you could then use on other important things like a mortgage or food. I just bought a house, so of course I'm using all that money I save from Rock Auto when I'm saving 30, 50, 100% on what you would get at auto parts stores and chain front stores or even a new car dealership. Go out there and go to rockauto.com. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet, whether it's for your classic or daily driver. Get everything you need with a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. Best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. So why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in there. How did you hear about us, Box? So they know that we sent you amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. Please use the promo code LOCKEDON, that's L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N in there. How did you hear about us, Box? So they know that we sent you. All right, everybody, welcome on into the second segment here of this Thursday edition of the Locked On Eagles podcast. Once again, Gino Camilleri joining you here. We talked about what was going on in the media today in terms of the Eagles press conferences, but now we move forward and we continue to evaluate the schedule. I know we're a long ways out from when it actually takes place, but understanding your schedule and where you should really be by a certain part of the year is good because you want to set goals in the NFL, you want to say, okay, by a quarter of the way through the season, we want to be here. Two quarters of the way, we want to be here. Three quarters of the way, etc. So having goals and having definitive plans of where you want to end up is good. Because if this team realizes that they're not going to compete, but they say, okay, if we get to 7-10, and 10, we have a successful season. But how we get there is what I find the most important because context is everything, especially here on the Lockdown Eagles podcast. We don't like just the result. We'd like to see why we got to said result. So going from week seven to week 12, we're starting off on the road at Las Vegas, moving to Detroit the next week, going to have a home stand for a single game against the Chargers in week nine. Then 
coming out here to my home of Denver, Colorado, where they will be playing in the elevation. Then they will be going back home to play the New Orleans Saints again and then taking a quick bus ride up to the Meadowlands. So as compared to that first part of the schedule, this one seems a little bit easier to navigate, in my opinion. Although you do have four away games and two at home, you do have a little bit of a friendlier stretch, seeing that you aren't going against a schedule of former playoff contenders, former Super Bowl contenders, now young and up-and-coming teams, high-powered offenses. You're looking at a stretch of Las Vegas missed the playoffs, Detroit missed the playoffs, the Chargers missed the playoffs, Denver missed the playoffs, New Orleans made the playoffs, but you beat them last year, and the Giants missed the playoffs. So here... If you're going against those teams that after missing the playoffs for one or two seasons are expecting now to make a leap, much like Las Vegas in the third or fourth year of John Gruden that they have here, uh, have there. Detroit, now with Jared Goff and Dan Campbell, a new breath of fresh air there. At uh, Playing against the Chargers, going against Justin Herbert and a team that is ascending. I compared them to the 2017 Eagles a few weeks back. Denver, same type of thing. High-profile defense with a young and up-and-coming offense. New Orleans, still a ton of pieces from that good team. And then the Giants are continuing to add talent to combat us in that division. And I say that because there hasn't been one team to repeat in the division, so you're always battling to get the crown year in and year out. So I think with this stretch, to me, why it is my favorite part of the schedule, it's because when you look at the beginning, it just seems ruthless. Like you never really get a breath of fresh air. On the back end, you have a ton of time to rest. You have that bye week after you play the Jets, and then you're going to get up for four straight consecutive division games. This is the part of the schedule, these dog days, this middle part, where you really see if the team is coming together and seeing if they're evolving and taking that next step under a rookie head coach. Because looking back to 2016, they started off 3-0, and and then they really befuddled and made a mess of that second part of the schedule there where they really went on a, a long stretch in a losing fashion and not in a very good way either. But when I look at this part of the schedule... The reason why I like it a lot is because it's second in terms of stretches when it comes to how much rest they're going to average. They're going to get an average of six and a half days of rest, which is a full week. You are going against teams that have a .443 win percentage last year. That's the second hardest stretch under that first part. And then we know that the third part of the schedule gets easier. But I pulled up one win that I wanted to add to this discussion, and that is the average age of the quarterbacks that we're going against in that stretch. In the first six, the average age is 29.33. In the last five, the average age is 30.2. In this middle stretch, it is 26.5 with the possibility to go lower if a guy like Taysom Hill plays behind, plays instead of Jameis, and if a guy like Drew Locke plays instead of Teddy Bridgewater in Denver. We've talked a lot about this idea of Jalen Hurts having to continue to be evaluated in terms of can he compete in this league with some of the guys that they're going to play in that second stretch. And you look at an average age of 26 and a half, Jalen Hurts, he's only 23 years old. Those are his peers. 
he's going against guys like Derek Carr, who's going to be the oldest player in that stretch that he goes against, who's still trying to prove himself in the league. Then he's going to play Jared Goff, who just got moved from his team and is now the new guy in Detroit. So he wants to cement himself too. When you play the Chargers, Justin Herbert, that's a guy that same draft class. To me, if you're looking three, four years down the road, how he used to think about Dak and Wentz, a Justin Herbert, Jalen Hurts kind of battle should be what we look forward to every four years if things do work out for both of those gentlemen. Then at Denver, one of those guys has to solidify themselves as the starter. New Orleans, the same thing. They're up in the air at the quarterback position. And then the Giants, Daniel Jones, he's still a guy trying to find himself in this league. So when you look at it, who's really the only set team at quarterback here? I mean, probably the Chargers. Every other team is kind of in this transition period. So if you could come together as a young team with a young quarterback going against other young quarterbacks who are still trying to find themselves, other young teams that missed out on the playoffs and a team that you beat last year in New Orleans, can you come out of that first part, say you finish one and five, two and four, even three and three, and get on a nice little stretch so that, hey, maybe if this division is as, as bad as it was last year, you do have a chance to, in that last fifth stretch there, or last fifth, excuse me. I, I hate how this Ross, 17 games is ridiculous how you break it down. But in that last five game stretch there, when you're playing four division opponents, those games count as double. So if you lose one of those games, these games in the second half, the second stretch here rather, are going to matter that much more, in my opinion. And when we come on back, I will kind of go game by game and what I think might happen, how the offenses and defenses line up, and what I think is the biggest game out of all of them. Maybe I'll give you the easiest game too, because that one, that's not an easy discussion, because even though these teams are former teams that missed out on the playoffs, they're looking to make that jump. And I think all of them are right in that discussion of potential wild card to division winning teams. But before we get back to wrap up the show, we have a message from our friends at Bet Online. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing, and you can track all the action at Bet Online. My Yankees go back to back games, throwing complete game shutouts. Yesterday, Corey Kluber threw the first no hitter in team history. Imagine if you bet on that, but you could have. If you just went to betonline.ag where they have all the odds and info for all your sporting needs, including MLB, as we mentioned, NBA for the playoffs, NHL playoffs, and UFC and MMA action before the next pitch or punch or puck drop, go over to BetOnline on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore as this is your chance to get into the game as team prep for their playoff runs. Head to the website and use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Use that promo code locked on L O C K E D O N to go to betonline.ag today to get that welcome bonus. Another message from our friends over at built bar. Before we get to this next segment here, 
Did you know that Built Bar has nine delicious flavors and they have the limited time ones from time to time, as we have mentioned over and over again on this show. Coconut, coconut, almond, cherry, raspberry, mint brownie, peanut butter brownie, double chocolate, salted caramel. So there's something for everyone. You know what my favorite flavor is? Mint brownie, as I always mentioned. I love splitting that and the salted caramel. I say it all of the time. And if you haven't tried all of the flavors, you could get the mix box where you get two of each of the nine flavors ordered today to get that raspberry or mint brownie or whatever you like and enjoy the healthy snack from Built Bar, where it is only four grams of net carbs and only 130 calories. Go to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code LOCKED15 and you'll get 15% off your first order. That is promo code LOCKED15 at BuiltBar.com. All right, everybody, welcome on back to segment three to finish up this Thursday edition of the show here of the Locked On Eagles podcast. Gino Camilleri, your host, joining you once again to discuss the second six of the calendar. And like I said, I don't like how it's broken down. We can't do quarters anymore. I think that's an easy way. But to look at the second six stretch here, I had said that you're going up against some teams that missed out on the playoffs last year. But to me, this year, those teams throw out their strength. I mean, throw out their win percentages from last year. Even though the strength of schedule might say that this is the second most difficult part of the schedule, all of these teams could make a jump that we aren't even expecting. Like Detroit could finish seven and 10 for all we know, just like the Eagles. Same with Las Vegas. They were right in that seven and nine range last year. Can they make that jump another year under John Gruden? The Chargers should be right on the edge of that division being right there with the Kansas City Chiefs, in my opinion. Denver, the same type of thing. They're going to be much better than they were last year. Their offense only has gotten better. Their defense continues to get better. And then same with the Giants. Those division games are never going to be easy. You have to have the ability to go into some adverse situations against some teams that are right there with you in terms of, I would say, overall skill on the roster, in terms of coaching strength and abilities and pull out some of those games and hopefully they're close and not blowouts like all this this stretch of games you should finish five out of six games within one score in my opinion all of these games are winnable all of these games you should be able to compete with that other team you did it last year against new orleans who i would say in this stretch probably is the best in terms of talent on this six game stretch here With that said, I would say New Orleans the hardest game in that stretch, in my opinion. They're never an easy challenge going against the Eagles. They always seem to have our number outside of that game last year. The easiest game, I would have to say many people are going to say Detroit. I think Las Vegas, simply because they're coming off of that rest the week before that when they played Tampa. They got 10 games to go. Las Vegas... They're still a team that's trying to find their identity, in my opinion. And this year, I still think they're trying to find their identity. Detroit, I I believe under Dan Campbell, they're just going to play hard-nosed physical football. Jared Goff always gives us problems for some reason. So when I look at it, Las Vegas, to me, is the easiest game in that stretch of six. When I look at it, I think coming out of here four and two, or three and three is completely plausible. Four and two would be a success in my opinion. And if you did it by beating New Orleans, 
Detroit, Las Vegas, and the Giants, that's pretty successful. But if you did it against New Orleans, Denver, the Chargers, and either the Giants or Las Vegas, I think that's a a better win bundle, I would say. Like those four games just suit better with me. But if you go two and four and the only two wins you get in that stretch are against Las Vegas and Detroit, then we have to worry. You're almost a year into the full evaluation of Jalen Hurts. A young Nick Sirianni team can't get up against these teams that play similar ball to them, similar skill sets. I just don't think that'll be the case. I think that this team is going to get beat up a lot in the first six stretch. This second six stretch here, say that 10 times fast, is going to really solidify who they are as a team. And I'm excited to see a lot of these teams that they don't play that often. The last time they played Las Vegas was in 2017. We know that they beat them 19 to 10. Last time they played Detroit was in 2019, where we lost 27 to 24. They played the Chargers and Denver in those 2017 Super Bowl winning seasons as well, where they won 26 to 24 in Los Angeles and home against Denver, 51-23. to The famous Elshon Jeffrey puts the skates on Aqib Tlaib game. And then they beat New Orleans last year. So the only loss they have taken in that stretch of when they played these teams the last two years outside of the Giants, which is a different case because they play them all the time, they've had some success. So see if you can build off of that success. See if this young team can kind of battle with those teams that are in similar age brackets. The quarterback bracket is the same coaching style. Coaching age is about the same. Coaching experience is about the same. So to me, this is really where the Eagles should find their identity. In the beginning, if you get beat up, it's about how you come back when you get knocked down. We saw that for the last five years, and I think they've done a very good job of that. Mix that with the breath of fresh air in terms of culture, plus the adversity that a lot of those guys who are still on the roster have gone through. I think they're going to be set up for success. Maybe not in 2021, but 2022 and 2023. I think big things are to come from this Philadelphia Eagles team. So that'll do it here on the Locked On Eagles podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, where you can always find the Locked On Today podcast. Steph Curry wasn't enough for the Warriors against the Lakers if you watched that yesterday. So get more sports news and anything you need with less time on the Locked On today podcast follow the locked on today podcast on the odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast host peter bukowski hosts 20 minute shows and you could always follow them along on the odyssey app wherever you get your podcast wherever you guys download us the lockdown eagles podcast wherever you could find us on twitter go to our link tree any of those sites are there if you are still having trouble with apple go to odyssey stitcher spotify soundcloud any of those other ones that have us there are tons Make sure you subscribe, rate, and leave a review for the show. And once again, thank you for everybody who made it possible to get to 200,000 downloads before the end of the month here. Way quicker than we've ever done it in the past. So I thank you for your continued support. And we're only going to continue to put in the best work day in and day out. So that'll do it for me, Gino Camilleri. Find me on Twitter at GC24 underscore football. Find Lou at DBSELOE. Find the mothership at Lockdown Birds. Thank you for downloading. Thank you for listening. And fly, Eagles, fly.